0: This episode of Shooting the Shit with Speed Kings is fueled by 11 Bravo Coffee, a veteran-owned mobile coffee shop where a dollar for every pound brewed or sold is donated to veteran organizations. 11 Bravo Coffee Company supports many community and motorcycle events, and if you'd like to learn more about 11 Bravo Coffee Company or book them for your event, head over to 11BCC.com or visit them on Instagram and Facebook at 11 Bravo coffee Co. We love their coffee man they come to a lot of events with us and set up and we're lucky to have their cold brew on tap here at the shop so go ahead and check them out what is up everybody hello steve here with speed kings i'm sitting down with the infamous temecula's own casey from cafés customs what is up guys yeah some of you guys know casey um especially if you're in the southern california area uh he used to be parts manager over at temecula harley right uh, yep yep
1: parts manager and before that i was a tech so about 16 years of uh, dealership uh time
0: wow that's a lot of time and then uh well, in in our history, I mean, we don't have a very long history together. I'd say it's kind of a short history. But I remember a few key conversations we had. I remember the first one I think was at um, Supercross. Yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. It was at Anaheim too. Yeah, and 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 we were sitting there, and I think you were you were behind me, and you started talking to me like during one of the like uh, I guess breaks of those guys doing motocross stuff and whatnot, and was like. I wanna uh, I just started asking questions about running your own business,
1: yeah, yeah, I know it was uh, it was legitimately a year ago, yeah like a year ago this month, I think too yeah, uh, yeah i had uh, recently like uh you know start started the quest of trying to start my own business and uh you know you you were definitely you know the pioneering your own yep. empire and you know so like better to ask than someone you know sitting in front of you at a supercross right, right?
0: <laughs> this this, this dumbass guy sitting in front of me um and then i remember our our i guess you know i think we maybe spoke a little bit in between then but i remember i was at temecula harley one day getting something dropping off something whatever i think maybe i don't know but yeah and then you're like oh i'm gonna let's go outside and talk yeah and out yep. in the parking lot you're like i'm doing it yeah no I, i'll tell you what that that conversation
1: at supercross though, i want to get back to that you, you you had some key advice in there to where like it just it, it hit home and man yeah. it, it helped even just fan the fire i already had lit and yeah dude thank you for that and then yeah that next time i saw you it was just like i'd already gotten the ball rolling yep. and, you know like it, it was a uh, it was an interesting process too because uh, uh you know I, I like did this all whilst having a full-time job and yeah. a responsible position at the dealership where you know, it required a lot of my time, so, you know, to like even even navigate and get this going, uh, definitely couldn't have done it without the 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 help of like uh, some people in the background. You know, yep, like definitely my wife being one of them, and you know, key players like do you. Just I even went to other local shops to ask them like how they ran their business and uh-huh. what they did and. You know, I figured I just, if I was gonna go for it, I was gonna try to get all the advice I could.
0: Definitely, Were they, and were they open with advice or were they kind of more like, oh yeah, you know? I... Well, they, they were actually like, fuck that dude, you should
1: uh, just work for us. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no dude, uh, maybe maybe if it doesn't work, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try, but, but yep. no, I definitely wanted to go for it because I, I had a side hustle out of my garage, I'd been, doing the the side work thing since oh man since as long as i can remember you know yeah. uh like so yeah i mean it was just like it was time like uh, i was just at capacity
0: oh yeah sometimes it's it's you got to make that move you know i yeah. think that's when we when when i quit my job so that's that's well you you so you quit your job in february no no so uh I, it wasn't
1: till july so oh, okay. you know i'd, I'd gone but through. you
0: got the shop in february and stuff or started moving the ball uh, or April. I got, oh, April. I'd,
1: I'd officially gotten the space in gotcha. April, and uh, it was a building from 1988, and yep. it smelled like 1988. Perfect. And it yeah. smelled
0: like purple and, and, and turquoise. Oh,
1: dude. It, it was Glitter. grand. It was grand. <laughs> and uh, so but I just want to make it real nice and make it my own little zen yeah.
0: garden And your shop's too nice oh thank, you. Give, thank me, you give me a week in there I'll fuck it up good oh shit <laughs> uh,
1: couple, couple hours couple yeah, hours I'm a disaster <laughs> oh no, dude, no but, believe me like uh, it, my, if you were to see my garage prior to the shop oh uh, I bet
0: yeah no it, you know oh but, yeah You I mean, opening the doors you got a lot of equipment in there yeah like I'll, I'll maybe when we're done with this I'll show you pictures of when we started this when we had our first shop going from the little space that I was working in at my house in Fullerton, and we moved out here to Riverside to open the shop, and it's uh, we uh, I thought there's no way we can fill 1,600 square feet. It's, we'll be here for ten years. Wait. We were out of there in a year and a half. Oh, it feels fast. Oh, it's crazy. It's, yeah. just it's yeah it's wild but um it's very cool to see i mean you had it sounds like you had a base of clientele when you moved from your garage to the shop which is awesome because you know that definitely helps the transition
1: oh uh, yeah no it was it was a scary transition uh, but look, luckily uh, i had a long long, long list of guys who've been coming to me for a long long time yep. and yeah that said uh, that helped make it easy in that sense and just uh and it was all almost even like a speakeasy because yeah. I could never like promote it or advertise it. Because you of your
0: expedition at Harley, yeah,
1: you know, yeah. like it was always a conflict of interest. So yep. you know that, that was that was something that I always had to navigate through. It almost even been fired at one point. In, my career like even final check in front of me and everything and just like oh wow I was, yeah no but i mean i was like you know uh, they're like you know you're, you're doing work after hours so i'm like yeah i told you i'm trying to buy a house like yeah i got, mean, gotta get that hustle on i'm not asking for a raise i'm just you know trying to figure out how to stack up some more bread
0: yeah you know? gotta, yeah that's that's a hard position from a, a yeah for a i'm sure for a dealership but and, and also for you because again like you said you're trying to you know make money like you're only really paying me so much here. If I can make more money at home with the same skill set, why should I not? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, that was, gosh, that was back in, I feel like that was back in like 2011 or something, you know? Wow. That, was, that was a while ago. So, but, you know, I was just like, I'm going to do this with or without your help. And uh, the, it was the one of the most raddest scenarios I could have worked out because they literally came back and then they said, you know, if we were to fire you today, we know you could find a job at another shop tomorrow. So, We're gonna keep you, and we're just gonna chalk chalk this up to misunderstanding. Like, wow, and I'm just like, all right, cool. So, can I get back to work? Right, you know, like just
0: as you're passing out your business cards for your garage hustle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny too, because back in the garage days, uh, I did make some business cards, and Mm -hmm. but then it just got so busy that I was just like, I. Is, I'm good, and I, I've been very fortunate in that aspect to, yeah. you know, just the, the, let the people speak about what I yeah. do. You know, like
0: your Instagram for me is very, uh, I like following your Instagram and watching your stories and stuff because, um, where you see, I mean, when we get a walk through my shop and how much of a disaster I am, I'm, I'm more, I'm like, my OCD and meticulousness is on the actual motorcycle, not on the bench, you know? <laughs> and so I, I like to watch what the little the little things you do and what your, you're saying, you know, make it a habit, not a... Oh yeah, yeah, a, a,
1: ha- uh, habits, not chores. Yeah,
0: habits, not chores, and yeah. you know, always washing people's hardware and all the mm-hmm. little things like that. And that's the little things that truly matter in finding a good mechanic. Oh, yeah.
1: You yeah. Know. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's those little things. Your your life's involved, you yeah, know. Like, especially uh, on two wheels. Yeah. Then, you know, whoever you choose to have on the back, you know, yep. whether it's your buddy whose bike broke down or, your, you know, your date for the night. Like, yeah. Uh, his bike know. broke down because he didn't take it to Cafe Customs. <laughs> you know, that like, that could be one reason. <laughs> yep, you know, you know. Well, there's a lot of good shops out there. A lot oh, there definitely good. is. But, you know, it, thank it, you. And, thank and, you. And,
0: and, and that's also part of the hustle, though, because there yeah. is a lot of good shops out there. You know, um, in Temecula area, Alone, mm. there's a lot of good shops, yeah. let alone Southern California. We can throw rocks to all the shops from my shop. Yeah. You yep. know, and there's a lot of shops, and there's a lot of good shops, and there's bad shops, you know, and it's all in between, you know, but it's a, it's nice to find somebody like i see your customer base and the repeat customer base yeah. and the you know word of mouth i mean i see all the reviews that are being posted and stuff like that yeah and it means the world man especially for people like us who have put their blood sweat and tears everything into this there's no next stage of life for us, like this is what we're trying to do forever.
1: And and, and that's real talk, because uh-huh. uh, I've literally have given my entire adult life to this, because I'm 36 and I've been chasing this since uh, I was 16 in high school when a teacher like, convinced me to start coming to class because I'd always ditch it to go ride motorcycles Yeah, that I could get paid to work on them, but I had to graduate high school first. So oh, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a plan. Like, yeah. sign me up. And, yep. you know, literally been chasing this, you know, from from the bottom is just the, the lot tech shopper at, like, you know, mopping the floors, like cleaning up after the techs to, you know, finally getting, you know, my start on the starting lot, Oh, excuse me. On the starting lineup, you know, and yeah, and funny story too is the first two years of uh, working for the dealership as a tech, uh, I was uninsurable because I had such a horrible driving record, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, you know, wow, yeah, you and know, they kept you, yeah, you know, and and it was crazy because I would get you know all these handling diagnosis, you know, powertrain builds, frame swaps, like yeah, you know, I, I definitely proved my ability to put stuff together and so, was, but I just two years of working on them without even a chance to ride them oh wow you know like i didn't And that's
0: hard because then you're somebody else is doing your test rides mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily you know you got to be able to really trust that person and know what they're know what they're feeling or doing and stuff like that oh yeah that's yeah. a difficult
1: situation no it it, it it was you know but luckily uh luckily i had a solid dude i worked next to and he, he 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 was a you know he was an aggressive rider so yeah we paired well you know like that's he, good he'd go beat the brakes off the bike and i'd just tune it up and it, and while he was riding i would work on stuff for him yep, so yep. a Little trade off you know? yeah. yeah exactly so that way he's not
0: burning his time <laughs> yeah because it's all getting paid by time there right the job has a x yeah. amount of time yeah
1: you, usually when you're working in the dealership as a tech uh that whatever they bid the job you yep. know especially back then uh The you know when people are being paid flat rate nowadays Uh a little different wages but either way like you you, if someone's gonna do something for you you should be doing something in return definitely
0: definitely not just sitting on fucking Instagram right
1: (laughs) (laughs) shit that was even before Instagram right
0: yeah people people don't know about that life before Instagram though yeah that was back in like two thousand four two thousand five like. So did you go to MMI or tra- get training, or did you just go straight to the fucking bottom of the, of the bench and start uh, working up? Uh yeah, so that 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 was
1: what got me into like uh, going to, to to MMI was that teacher in high school. They, they exposed me to that program. I decided to turn my grades around and yep. you know the, the kick it in high gear, but. Uh the moment like as soon as I graduated high school, I was seventeen, as soon as I turned eighteen I got a job at the local dealership. Yeah. Knowing I was gonna go to MMI in like three months, uh but you know, got got my lot tech job. I just got yeah. you know, your foot
0: in the door a little I bit. Did yeah, that.
1: yeah. I've been dying, dying yeah. to get into it. So uh, did that. Went to MMI, but I went for all the imports. So. Oh I, wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, I, w- I was a desert kid. I was into sport bikes. Like, oh, okay. That, that 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 was my gig. Yeah. So So, uh, you know, that it, it was kind of interesting. Like I started hanging out with this one guy in particular, and uh, man, we we would uh. Smoked just gang weed. Like, yeah. It was a good time, yeah. good good time with that dude. And uh, you know, but he went for the Harley. So yeah. when, we, when you branch off onto your electives, like you know, I went to the import side. He went to the dark side, the Harley side. And I'd get done with my you know activities and my classes, and I'd go sit in on his and be like, what is this all about? You yeah. know, like one carburetor, like no valve adjustments. Like, hmm. yeah. So you know, like I just kind of. Was drawn to the simplicity to him. Yep, Like yep. I'm like, what do you what do you do to these things, you know? Because I'm used to like building motors for like the quads or the dirt bikes and suspension and like you know. F- but th- this was so different and foreign, and I just kind of kind of got into it, you know. Like, yeah. I'm like, hmm. You put chrome on it. Like this is this is interesting. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like in Harley had the best continued education, like. Harley-Davidson University. So if you got a job at a dealer, typically as a tech, like, uh, you know, they'd send you back to like Milwaukee or wherever the course was, Arizona, East Coast. Like, So I, I always saw that as like an incentive to work for Harley. Uh-huh. So that was kind of a huge push for me. It was just like, hmm, that, that sounds kind of cool. And uh, yeah, throughout the, the, the dealership years as a tech, uh, I got sent to many classes and those were probably some of the raddest experiences Uh, out of it all just because you meet these guys from all over the country you get to share stories get to share random adventures out you know the nights in between classes and oh man some good ass memories from that shit that's
0: awesome yeah yeah so i I went to um i went to youtube university Mm -hmm. so and and net taught me a hell of a lot of shit you know, I don't have any like you know, that's why I tell you, you know, um we do the small things we do at this shop, I won't touch people's bikes. Yeah. You know, friends and stuff, I help them out and stuff. I'm not you know, I'm not um I know what I'm doing, but I'm not a trained mechanic by any means and you know, I'll wear that YouTube university badge fucking, okay, you know. Plus I've also released my I'm, not, I'm not a YouTube like professor technically. Hell yeah. <laughs>
1: But, yeah. you know,
0: I mean, I think it's all just depends on um, the people's energy and what they strive to learn, man. I yeah. my first bike was a 69 Ironhead, as I've said many times. And I was broke living on that top ramen budget, you know, trying to buy parts for it and stuff. And uh, I had to learn to work on it all myself. And, I mean, I would, I'm, I'm a big forum reader. I love mm-hmm. forums for stuff. And it doesn't seem like there's as many as there used to be now. But, like, at that time, this is 2012-ish, around that time. Um, XL forum. I mean that if you you know that has so much Ironhead Sports or stuff on there. I mean it's mm-hmm. amazing. And there's some really um, guys with some amazing knowledge that they've posted on that and forum. And I would just sit there and read and read and read and read. You know, and that's how I learned how to do everything on that bike. You know, because I had to do it all myself. Yeah. You know, and then that's kind of that that got me moving forward. I mean I've always worked on cars and shit. My you know teenage through twenty you know lifespan. And then when I finally got up my first Harley, it was just all I don't even like working on cars anymore. I have like old cars and stuff, but you know and and I figure, man, I, I've done some things, like I changed the spindles on our old suburban and stuff, like to some lowered spindles and stuff. My hands were like bloody as fuck and like all beat up and shit. And I'm like, this don't happen to me on Harleys. Nope. I'm fucking and I'm sitting on the floor because I don't have a lift, you know, all this mm-hmm. dumb shit, you know? And I'm like, i'm over this yeah i'll I, he, you know there's a guy down the street that you know i've become friends with and he helps me out with the car stuff and you know i, I obviously i have to pay him yeah and but i'll just stick to working on the bikes i'm good with that yeah everything's no. out in the open it's on the lift like ugh, oh it's so much more fun
1: that, exactly because yeah. uh in high school i was into cars but that's why i wanted to work on motorcycles yeah take up so much less room oh yeah like just you can roll around just the entire thing and yep. you know, half a push on your stool. <laughs> right.
0: We were doing suspension on my truck recently, and we were, a guy was doing it in my shop. So I had to clear out majority of my shop to put my truck in here. And it was in here for like a month. And I was just I, we couldn't do anything. Like where the uh, painting on the walls and that lift was all moved over because that's where the truck was. And it just takes up so much room. And yeah. I think I was storing some stuff here for somebody else too, so that doesn't help you know, at any one time we might have like anywhere from four to like 10 bikes in my shop somehow. I don't know how that happens sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes they're just here for a period of time, you know, just like a storage. Like I have, our other two bikes are still at my house. (laughs) I keep them in my garage there right now. Like I don't, we just got rid of some stuff though. Ryan was storing his bike and trailer here and he got picked it up. So now we've actually got some space, but we'll see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice,
1: dude. I, I I was recently doing some some shocks on my minivan, and oh, I got myself God. in a pickle like Whoa. like trying to compress the front struts, and oh man, you I I, I should have documented it more because yep. it, it was like as, as clean as my work looks on instagram like man the, the, there's 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 some dirty dirty things i gotta do sometimes oh and i bet yeah it, it, it was pretty interesting i had like five tie down ratchets struts sp- compressing that spring yep. finally got it all but you know, like, did, well, did a big old 50K service on the family minivan. Yeah.
0: Well, there it comes up again. I have a spring compressor tool that I bought for, like, the coils on our my truck. So, you can borrow it. All right. <laughs> That's a pain in the ass right there, man. Well, I hope I don't have to come across it right for a oh, couple man. years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. I used to love working on old cars and stuff. But, I don't know. As I got older, I just... Yeah. Uh, not about it anymore no. just not about it
1: just yeah I'll stick with the bikes
0: yeah like... and and I got friends like you know because we do a bunch of the stuff in the C10 industry you know with uh, some stuff we do and uh, I have friends who are all about that life you know what I mean um, a buddy that I, a guy I met on Instagram I've become you know pretty good friends with he runs a little uh, uh, he does like LS swaps on uh on, on trucks and ve- all sorts of different vehicles his Instagrams at ls underscore swaps he's super just the nicest guy when I met him he was working out of a one car garage in a, at his house here in Riverside and I, you know, I was kind of like I talked to him I kind of got the feel for everything and what he's got going on and he's like one of the most professional mechanics I've ever met in my life I'm like man you're, you, he's does, he does I think three swaps a month Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, he he did my swap on my truck in two weeks. Oof. Yeah, I, it was, and I never had a single issue with it. It's just beautiful, you know? And that's detailing the whole block, yeah. changing all the seals. He put a can, like all this stuff, you know? And, uh since then like I you know I've been kind of like helping you know just giving him like little advice you know what I mean mm. little advice about things and since then he's got his own shop in Corona like oh, wow. he's getting it man no and it is the coolest fucking funnest shit to watch you See? know yeah, yeah. You know? another example you yeah. Know? yeah I mean you know I don't know what I'm doing but I just give people little advice that yeah. I think that I know <laughs>
1: well, well no, that's the best part like even like life you get to carve it out however you want oh, yeah. like you know and, and this this business shit i knew like nothing about oh, yeah. like the professional side of it or like you know going go to the county clerk and all that stuff and you know get getting the things you need but uh, I, I was lucky because when i went to the, the office to start this whole business permit process stuff uh The lady told me, you're you're probably going to be here like six to ten times. And I I took that as just like, oh, I just got to do one step here, one step there, and then... You know, eventually it just kind of all comes together, and yep. you know, but you just gotta put in the work. You do, and, yeah. And that, that's a- that's Don't get the,
0: discouraged, you know, and just this all, every. you know, I my biggest thing I always say, like when I do stuff, and especially in the last few years, I'm like, man, there's dumber people that do this shit every fucking day. You <laughs> know, and truth. I don't mean that as an insult by any means, but I mean, I know that like I'm dumb enough, but I'm not that dumb, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna figure shit the fuck out, and yeah. you have to. Every day, every fucking day, you'd have to figure something out because like, I didn't know how to start a website. I didn't know how to use Instagram to market my business. I didn't know all these things and nobody grabbed me and said, I got you, man. I'm going to show you everything. No, I just started watching, paying attention, learning, researching, reading, like all this shit. And that's what you have to do because in anything. To become yep. successful. Yeah. And I don't feel that I'm successful. I don't feel that I'm, I'm there yet, you know? And then I, and you just, like, I'm always trying to chase, you know, something right now for our next step of what we've been doing. It's, like, our, our own products. And I've been hard on that stuff, you know what I mean? So, you know, we have our risers that we just you – know, all this kind of stuff, but that's our next stuff. Like, that's our – you know, we kind of had a conversation of earlier about like all these things entities or whatever, you know, it seems like everybody out there has a website now, which is awesome. You know what I mean? But that puts a dent in what we do, but what we can control is our own products. That's right. And that's what I'm after now. Like, you know, it's, it's, you know, and it's awesome to see. I mean, we have everything we need to be in Harley dealerships and everything. And we are, we have, we've now have dealers across the world. We have a dealer in Japan. um, We have dealers in Sweden. We have dealers everywhere. It's fucking weird. And yeah. <laughs> no, you think it all came from a
1: garage.
0: It all came from an idea in a garage, man. Yeah, that's right. Like and I I every once in a while I, I dig back like that's the so my Instagram, I was my personal Instagram, I started, you know, I think in 2011 2012. And uh when at one point it, it was you know Speed King Steve and uh and at one point, Mark from Rusty Butcher said, you need to change your Instagram name. It's not longer speaking Steve. It's speaking Cycle. And, you know, you're a business now. You're not a person. And, and from that day, I, I changed kind of my content. Like, I wouldn't post my kids anymore. I made a private Instagram account, like, or a personal one, you know. I don't post much on there anyways. But, um, you know, I took, like, my kind of my personal life off of the business. But I never deleted any of the pictures. So, like, if you can, if anybody's ever bored, scroll back. It's weird because I'll do it every, you know, six, eight months or something. I'll scroll back to the beginning and I'll watch as like I built that iron head in this garage on the floor, you know, like borrowing tools and stupid shit, you know. Um, And uh, I posted some pictures recently about that. And it's, you know, it's real. Like that's where it started, like with an idea. And I know how to manufacture like parts. So I'm like, oh, I made this choke relocation tab. I'm going to sell these now. And I made 150 instead of one. Yeah. And that's how I started selling parts. No, Just that, like that.
1: that that's that, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, that it's, I can...
0: it's really like uh, auto from Biltless is at the best. You know, you're dumb enough not to give up. Yeah. You know, and that's what it really is. Like, you know, I mean, there was plenty of people when I was like trying to do this, uh, you know, friends or whatever. Like, you're dumb. Like, you know what I mean? It's never going to be anything. You're dumb. And I'm like... That's fine. I always think I I don't hold my my wife like I I don't hold it against her, but I always remember this one thing, right? And yeah, this is like we'll say. You know, maybe I was making $200 a month from Speed Kings. You know what I mean? And not making necessarily, but, you know, yeah. coming in. So you know, my PayPal would have a little bit of money. I'm, I'm working at an IT tech job. I'm making $12 an hour in Fontana, and I'm living in Asperia. And my, my wife at that time we were dating, she lived in Huntington Beach. So I'm always on the road, you know what I mean, traveling. You know, like, I, I have no fucking money. You ain't making it shit with 12 bucks <laughs> yeah. an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, uh and I remember we were both broke, you know, and I'm like, let's go to dinner tonight. And she's like, I don't have any money. And I'm like, well, we'll go with the business money. And she she said, what business? <laughs> like, and and now, you know, yeah. like again, she you know, she, she works here, you know, but it, it I always hold that in my brain. Um, and it's funny to me, you know, what business, and now this is what we've been doing for three years. You know what I mean? And this is, you know, rewind six years ago, probably. You know what I mean? Um, And it's just, and and that's a short period of time when you really think about things. You know what I mean? Like you, so when, when, with that, when, when did you decide, like, I'm going to open my shop? How long of a period of time was it like, I'm fucking doing this and now I open the doors?
1: Uh, So, so yeah, it was like, we'll say February 1st of last year and then April 1st, uh, I got I got the shop and had like a all the the right paperwork in order yep. the the insurance like you know all, all all the legitimate California requirements. That's an investment
0: right there. Oh, it, it was and <laughs> for something that you don't even know if it's going to work.
1: Yeah, well, and even then, like me being the guy I am, like the place just wasn't up to par for me. So, yep. like, I knew I wasn't going to do any renovations because, like, I know firsthand, like. Like my garage was never empty full of bikes there. There'd be sometimes where it'd be like six eight customer bikes like In the garage and it's just like it was overwhelming So I knew like the moment I got tools in there It was just gonna be game on and yep. I spent two months like just every night after work till like two three I think the latest was like four maybe even I think I even pulled an all-nighter there one night but you know like just you know, I'd, I'd work all day from like six or nine to six, nine to seven, and then go pull another shift. Like yeah. just putting in the work, but finally got it dialed. Electrical floor. I mean, you've been there, oh, so it's, yeah. like, it's you it's know, it's a
0: cleanest shop I've ever been to.
1: Thank you, thank yeah. you. And uh, but yeah, so it was probably probably like June first is uh when I started taking stuff in, but it was July, so just just about seven months. July fifteenth was when I actually opened the doors, and wow. from then it was just like. I was I wasn't expecting the catapult. Yeah. Like everyone kept telling me, like, dude, it's it's gonna work, and you know, I I was my biggest doubter. You yep. know, oh, I, I had. The, I am to
0: this day. Yeah. You for, know, not for you, for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no.
1: I mean, then I the I had you know just all my fears and insecurities. Like you know, I got my family to provide for oh, this yeah. that. Like you know, and dude, like with by the end of the second week, I'm like, this is gonna fucking work. Yeah. Like. I, I was like, hell yeah. And it just, man, I, I'm so thankful for everyone that spreads the good word that I can, you know, supports the shop and, you know, like and can just, just talks about it and refers people because uh, it, it's, uh, I put in the work and, you know, oh, yeah. it's, uh, and it's a And there's a lot nice. more
0: work to put in still. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm
1: just barely even getting the hang and, yep, you yep. know, I'm still even adjusting to, to, you know, like, just what I'm doing because, I, I used to be so burnt out and now it's like I can focus on this project, I can focus on my family and yeah. it's, it's it's amazing. it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking awesome. Sometimes really.
0: it just takes having the right people in your corner you know to give you those little bits of pieces to like say, okay, yeah. like one of, I, I, one of the things like Bill from Biltwell told me one day he's like, man, you, you know what you need to do every day is just make sure you show up. Like, don't take this for granted. You know what I mean? This is Mm -hmm. a... This... And and for all of us that are doing this can be gone tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, And so... Like, you know, I, I work every day, you know, I, 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 most of the time I work about seven days a week, you know, I do most of the time, six days here and Sunday, you know, I'm always doing marketing. I'm always answering fucking DMs as much as I can and uh, emails and all, you know, stuff like that on the mm. weekend. That's on, around the clock. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I usually say I, as long as I'm awake, I'm working, you know, when mm-hmm. I, I turn off when I close my eyes at night, you know, yeah. and there's definitely sometimes I pull away. Like when we get, you know, we try to go on little vacations from time to time, you know, just to like decompress but you know it's always still I'm there's not a day that goes by that I can say like I haven't done work in the last 3 years oh, you yeah. know easy yeah. Like no yeah. matter how drunk I am when yeah. I was drinking,
1: Did for real. Yeah, for I'm real. still
0: gonna work drunk.
1: Yeah, no, tell tell me about it, man. The, there's been some times where I, I got a buddy in Claremont, Jared, and there's one night where it just got out of control. Where I was already tuned up and ended up doing cams, front suspension, like <laughs> all this shit, like. He ended up riding home I think, at, like, 4 or 5 in the morning. and Oh, wow. I'm like, oops. I hope you know? I tightened everything dude, down. Dude, and that bike is still running strong. Like, oh, you know, good. I think that was, like, four years ago. Yeah, but
0: you're, like, yeah, but you're, on, you're on auto-tune oh, now with dude, all that shit. I,
1: I tell people all the time, uh, do the shit by Braille. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: exactly. You don't even, you just tune out and just go in. It's, yes. it's muscle memory at this point. Oh, yeah yeah uh, uh,
1: to, to to your story even about like uh, you know the, the this dumb shit you know it'd be dumb enough to i remember back in 2004 i like bought my first rocker box wrench and you know i'm all pumped because like i'm starting to buy some specialty tools yeah and i had this one coworker go like what the fuck do you buy that for you know how many rocker boxes do you expect to do in your time i'm like I don't fucking know like probably like too many but one day i want to shop and i need to start buying the tools now and just and that's what i did for just you know a long time
0: that makes but you know you can't stress you know everybody knows that saying you know having the right tool for the job makes it so much easier and my tool collection was never very great Um, uh, you know, in my twenties and, you know, even today, I've definitely in the three years I've been here since the snap on guy comes, (laughs) it's gotten way better. Um, you know, like, uh, I, I do look for those like kind of specialty tools and things like that now. And, and it's just those little things, man, like having that right tool, gets the job done so much faster Uh, it it, and i don't even get paid to do this shit like you know
1: spend the money on the tools because
0: that same rocker box
1: wrench i'm still using 16 years later i had one i broke mine yeah no (laughs) i'm that that i i have the it's amazing like how much better the quality tools are how much easier it is to like get the the rotor bolts that people usually dread off or yeah you know it's just a the, there's a reason why they make those tools. Oh, definitely, it's it's worth it. Yeah, you know?
0: it's it's crazy. You know, I, you can't stress that kind of stuff enough. I mean, you, you can go from a 45-minute job to a 10-minute job having the right tool
1: yeah I mean you, even if it's like a computer or like the right car for your driving like yep. just spend the money spend the money
0: seriously I mean even just cutting allen just to make sure they fit in smaller areas <laughs> yeah <laughs> sometimes you gotta make that specialty tool yourself dude those are the best tools oh the, yeah the ones that you just
1: gotta whip up and you yeah. know like big time cause they're suited to you to, to your style
0: yep mm-hmm. so does your wife do this with you or she has a, a full time gig as well or is she just a stay at home mom
1: oh uh, no my, my, my wife uh, she 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 does some bookkeeping for her aunt, bookkeeping okay. for the business, uh, and then yeah, the her full time job is like, you know, with the kids and Your wild and, kids. Oh dude, yeah, they're animals too. Oh yeah. Like, they're just they're, like you. Yeah. Yeah. I like guess so. I see <laughs> them
0: at all the events and stuff, mm-hmm. riding scooters in their bikes and stuff yep. like that. And I'm like, Yeah, these kids get it.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> the, they they've literally my, my my oldest, I can remember before he was even a year old, just wrapped them up and I don't know one of those things and riding them around on yeah. on the motorcycle and just yeah they they all love it they they climb on them like they're jungle gyms and just sometimes I'm like eh, yeah I'm like have at it you yep, know so, yeah I mean if
0: that's what gets them into it you know yeah. I think it's a generational thing um, and I've heard other people talk about this too it's like we're seeing less and less people come into this kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. I mean I've tried to get my son into motorcycles I bought him a little you know a KLX or whatever 110 and stuff and so just wasn't into it, you know. Yeah. I think as he's, he's a teenager now, he's 14. I think he has a little bit more interest in it, more of like the mechanics of like how things work, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think enough interest to actually ride. He's rode on the back with me a few times, you know, even on the freeway and stuff, which I have mixed feelings about that. It kind of scared me yeah yeah I'm not I haven't done it in, it this like two years ago now I haven't done it since then really yeah I don't know man I just got I like, kind of freaked out a little bit huh I just got to thinking like man what if something you know I, just that guilt I think you know so, so, so my <laughs> middle know. son uh, I think like a year year and a half ago
1: like, he was like five and uh, I'm cruising through some back roads with him and Fucking kid fell asleep, so I'm like having to hold him with one arm. Oh like, yeah, that's you know, scary right, right there.
0: Like, but no, I get it.
1: but all, all my boys. <laughs> now like,
0: you bungee him to the sissy bar. <laughs> did,
1: did, I, I ended up using my belt and wrapping it yeah. around him. Like, but yeah, it was it was it was pretty funny, yeah. but. My Dad. son
0: used to do that rhino. We used to have a rhino when he was a little kid. He was like, you know, two, three years old. We had a rhino, one of those Yamaha ones. And I would take him out with me, and, and he, yeah, he'd fall asleep in there. And I just remember we were riding through this riverbed in Asperia one time because we'd moved from like one part of the town to the other. And I didn't feel like loading the rhino on the truck. So I'm like, oh, we're just going ri- to you know, go yeah. through the riverbed and get to the other house. And, uh, I'm going to cruising, man. We probably were gone for like, you know, it was probably 20, 30 minutes or so. And I just look over and he's just bobbleheaded, doof, doof, you know, and I had to like hold his head the whole time while mm-hmm. we're, we're driving now because I was worried that I'm snapping his neck. Dude, smart. I heard about that. I heard about that, yeah. heard about that that's happening. Crazy. Dude. I didn't know that. That yeah. could happen? No, no, like for real. Oh, like, that's
1: scary. Yeah. No, that, that happened to actually someone, someone that my wife knew, I think, like, or just somewhere in that, you know, connection yeah. of people, but yeah, no, it's 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 crazy because, you know, kids just they end up falling asleep through yeah. all the, the movements the and vibration stuff. And, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, just the you know it's no different than when they're a baby. Throw them in the car seat, go for a drive, they yep. crash out. You know, yeah. So, but yeah, that no, the unfortunate my kids that they, they practice a lot of safety. That they, they did BMX racing for a few years. Yep. And I got them on these electric bikes too called Stasics, which. Uh, are amazing if you got if you got some young kids uh, that hardly invested in them and they really teach uh, kids all the mechanics of riding uh, it's a electric twist throttle oh, wow. clip-in drill batteries so you know even even like a you know five-year-old can figure out how to take it on and off the charger and, yeah you yeah know, and they can ride them anywhere and uh, when when my kids uh, recently got on some dirt bikes man dude they were just I I know how hard it was for me to learn how to ride and how many crashes it took oh, yeah. me to figure it out. Dude, yeah, they just hopped on them like they like it was second nature. Yeah. Within thirty minutes, they're drifting, trying to do donuts, jump them, and I'm yep. like, that's what's up.
0: I, I always remember like the first time I really got on like a, a bike, uh, a dirt bike to ride. It was it was must have been like a 1980 like Honda 80 or something like that, right? You know, remember those kind of like oh, bikes? Yeah. With the dual shocks. Yeah. 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 And. uh and uh i remember learning how to like operate the clutch and riding but not really understanding the way to work the clutch to stop and just going right into a bush you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it was just uh but you know it it, i don't know i grew up with the dirt bike and everything and and i loved it after that you know and learned to ride and i don't do it anymore uh i sometimes i wish i did but also don't like to get hurt
1: oh yeah i I can remember my first trip out to the desert was on a 200 yamaha blaster i think like in 1995 and same scenario, dumped the clutch and just went flying off a berm, landed in a tree, and was just like, "Oh,
0: that right. was awesome!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably ended up crashing like 14
1: more oh, times yeah. that weekend. Oh, like, just
0: I can I still can remember some of my crashes, and I mean, I'm I was never like an amazing dirt bike rider or anything like that, but I loved riding dirt bikes and stuff, and I can still remember um, some of the crashes like to this day. You know, oh, and, I, yeah. and I was you know had to be 13 years old, 14, 15, around that time, even on a quad. I, I used to have this like uh, two, Yamaha 250 two-stroke quad. And those little fuckers were fast, man. Yeah. You know? And I remember just you know you just fuck around do donuts and stuff on that shit, you because know? I had the dirt bike on the quad, and we had like a little, you know, I guess a few different you know options we'll say, and uh, just doing donuts around this little track like in California City. We used to go out there and camp, and just doing this little, and there was this, there was this like, pipe buried in the ground. And I remember the one turn I just pitched it too soon, and I knew I pitched the bike too soon, and I came up on that pipe because it just stuck up like a little bit, you know. But both wheels hit that pipe right at the right time and just, foosh, yep. and flung me off that bike. Oh, just—you'll never forget those. Oh no, yeah. No. Uh, or when the bike, when you go up in the air and somehow manage to not be on the bike anymore, and the bike lands on top of you. Yep. <laughs> Stuff yeah. like that, man. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm that dumb. And i shouldn't be that dumb but i'm that dumb and if i get a bike now i'm gonna be that dumb still oh
1: yeah yeah so. no, true true story on that yeah you know, like i even had a head-on collision with my one buddy like we were both like fifth gear pinned and just oops and i i got like ejected off the quad and dude he just stood up grabbed me from tumbling and neither of us had helmets on Ooh. like but i mean you know it was different we, time though yeah we, we were just dumb and crazy yeah you know, i think we were like 16 at that time but Throughout all those crashes, that's where I learned how to even work on this stuff because could never it take it into a shop and you know just find a buddy with the welder and you make know? our own a arms and just you know go test the shit out and just beat the brakes off of oh, it yeah. you know like
0: you have to man I mean
1: just being it was a different type of kid you yeah. know like the I think I might have had a cell phone but mostly a pager pager yeah, yeah pager life. lots of pagers
0: but that's the difference in I think generations too. I think I see a lot and I talk to a lot of kids like, that are younger, and, you know, they're trying to do stuff in their life and it's it's always I always try to like help and give advice where I can. And but they're, the mentality is a little different now than it, when we grew up. I'm I'm only a little bit older than you. I'm be, I'm 30, uh, 37. 37. Yeah, so only a little bit older than you, but we had to figure shit out still where everybody else now has everything available at their fingertips and still don't understand how to figure things out. And they always, like, like, Instagram is guilty of it, and people, like, realize, not re- quite realizing that Instagram shows the highlights, not the, the you know, I'm not, I'm not putting the dumb shit, I'm only putting the cool shit, you know what I mean? And so everybody always wants to, like, start something and be on top, and they don't understand the work it took to get to where you're at, let alone to where they need to start and just do or, or
1: or they don't understand having to wait a month for the next magazine to come out oh you know God. like going go to the grocery store with your parents Oh, find me in the magazine aisle yep. just you know oh, like man you know like oh man is, is the new issue out next That was month, the you best know? shit. Like, that's exactly what i where, would be where, doing where nowadays it's like you know every day like got gotta post something new yeah. what what's fresh on today's highlights right? or something you know
0: yeah you, they the entertainment value of today's is completely different now yeah you know i do miss magazine Magazines. Right. I love magazines. You
1: know, I, I I can remember as a kid, like even after school, like that that would be like a hot thing to do is just go, go get some candy and go hit the magazine aisle yep. and just check out what's cool, you know, when yeah. when the new issues. Hit. Learning
0: about new products and shit like that, which yeah. is good for people like me that I don't have to put you know do magazine space oh, ads. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, I mean, well, <laughs> well, and it's the it's the you know it's the the hidden devil behind the Instagram is like you know i think you and jeff talked about it a lot about how it's a it's a business especially for the self employed now yeah, big you time. know and it's like you could even get away with not even having a website or depending on how big you want your business but yeah. you know like i can't believe how much business comes through my instagram and yeah. you know like a year ago i only had like 50 followers and now like it's grown you know and like it's just wow it's like mailbox money you yeah know? definitely definitely man. Uh, you know people wanting to set up appointments or you know like To to me, I just think some of the stuff I do is just some of the Cinderella aspect of it. Like, you got to clean this stuff, prep it. But, you know, like, I'm just showing through my eyes, Mm -hmm. and I can't believe how much appreciation there is for it because, like, at guys coming in, they'll be like, Yeah, the you know, whatever I'm doing in their bike, they're like, Go ahead and flush my brake fluid, too. Oh, yeah. I see it
0: on your post, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay, you yep. know, so it's
1: it's and, rad, it's like educating people, it definitely. Yeah.
0: And I think I realized that recently, um, you know, we've done a lot of videos and how to videos and stuff like that because you know, that's helped me my whole life, and uh, you know, some of this stuff can be some of those i mean i'm not trying to do everything and i don't even know how to do everything but some of the stuff i do, I do i think for some people it's just the fact that they don't have a little tiny bit of guidance to get them there you know so we've done a bunch of that stuff but recently when i was doing the wiring on the fxr and i was kind of posting a lot of pictures about that and the engagement and dms and comments and all that stuff just from that alone because i kind of realized wow there's not many people out there that post wiring Mm -hmm. you know but yeah everybody's kind of got to do it especially if they're going to build a bike like it has to be done one way or another whether you're doing it or you're paying somebody to do it and um, it was really cool talking to a lot of the people and them saying oh this is going to like this and and, you know I always look at the insights and seeing how people saved it and Mm -hmm. forwarded it and all that kind of stuff to other people to see like Um, to save it for insights on how when they go to do the airwine they have some pictures now because for me doing that bike I was fortunate for um, Mike Hutchings up in Canada he had done a similar bike and he made that wiring diagram I don't know if you saw it on the wall he made that wiring diagram he sent it to me right and it's all color coded it's amazing it helped me out so much like wiring for me it's not a big deal i'm not scared of wiring but i'm meticulous on the routing i'm scared of that part and i have to know how to do that. and i have to know where i'm gonna run it and this kind of things and i would sit at night and look at pictures of why like search fxr wiring and i would want i want to see pictures of how other people routed it and like you know what i mean and that's where like my brain couldn't wrap around it, it literally took me months to wire that bike but it took me months to start yeah. It took me two weeks or three weeks to get it done. Yeah. You know, like it just was, but it's like those little things where, you know, I was posting pictures of my progress and how much it seemed to help other people was really neat, you know, like, and, you know, people are like, oh, all right, can you do my bike? Well, I can. It's not going to be cheap. <laughs> oh,
1: the, the, yeah. Like wiring is a, uh, it's, it, it's one of those things where. I wish I would slow down and like take more pictures of uh-huh. routing that I do because I'm sure people could benefit from Definitely. it. But, but it's, it's 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 a game of cat and mouse. Like sometimes you can run some wires and people don't realize that okay you run them one time but oh man now i gotta like cut it up or it could have gone smoother here vibration aspects of the motor over there just everything you know make sure your zip ties are cut nice and clean and all point in the right direction yeah uh i used to install low jacks and oh uh, really yeah to to get like through the low jack process they even have to like critique your wiring and make sure stuff is soldered and hidden so like you know it's hard to find so you had to come up with some pretty interesting places to hide them like you know throughout the the bike but yep. yeah i know wiring is a tough game that it's kind of one of those ones where you can't quote it can't no. bid it it's just time for time and whatever it ends up being charge them double yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like, yep.
0: just because it's a it's it's a it's a lot of work to I do think literally right. i probably have like 60 hours in that bike oh yeah i mean just yeah, but again, it was the, you know, that, that FXR is the first bike I built from the ground up. So um, the wiring took more time because the first one I've done. And then, you know, you miss one wire, you got to try to put it through the loom again, you know, like mm-hmm. all this little stuff. And, I, you know, I, and, I mean, I'm so psyched with the outcome of it. I mean, I know there's little things I could do to make it a little bit cleaner. Oh,
1: it's proper. Yeah,
0: but I yeah. mean, I don't, I'm i not going to go back and redo it. You know, <laughs> if so, so those little things to make it a little cleaner would mean undoing fucking 20 wires and reroute. You know, mm-hmm. rerunning them, and you know, I think it's good for for what it is now. I mean, i mm-hmm. I would still be proud of it to take the panels off and show. People, oh yeah, you know.
1: Oh yeah, no, um, it's a it, it's very nice and. It's tough too because wiring, trying to read it in a book or like oh. see some black and white pictures. Uh, oh, yeah. It's difficult. Man. I don't know
0: what those symbols mean. Yeah. I know the ground symbol. That's, that's as far as my life goes in understanding that shit. But I know where to connect stuff, you know, and I know I know how to solder thanks to Tony over at Landspeed. We talk yeah. about that. And when, when I, I t- we talked about that in another episode, but when I, I didn't, nobody taught me how to solder until I met Tony. So I'm like, oh, I can do this. I have a soldering iron, I can do this. So my, in my eyes, taking the wires and opening them up like this and mashing them together, well, that's going to make the best connection, right? Yeah. I mean, theoretically. But, you know, so my, I would have, you know, the wire and then a, just a ball of, you know, soldering. Big, big old speedboat. Yeah, it was gross, man. But it, I remember when I showed him the first time, he's like, what the fuck? And he taught me how to solder how I do today, you know. Yeah. And it's, a you know, way nice connection and clean. And
1: Yeah, G- general rule of thumb on soldering is your solder shouldn't exceed the thickness of the wiring insulation. Yeah. Uh, that's when you know you got a pretty money one, like when it's just. The smooth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I don't even think mine are that good, but I, I definitely should practice more.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, the the I I love soldering. I actually started soldering probably when I was like six, building RC cars. Oh wow! Yeah, so the uh uh I was fortunate to be able to be exposed to RC cars, and you know I always had a thing for Legos and connects. Yep. I love RC. Legos. Ca- I know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so that that's kind of even where a lot of my hands-on stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was I was terrible at comprehension and reading, and yeah. you know, just there. There's there's a lot of aspects in life that you know I I struggle with, but stuff that's hands-on and mechanical, or you know, just goes together.
0: To like count me in, you know. Yeah, some of just understand things on a different level. Oh yeah, you know Josh Runlet, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. He understands engines and the way things work on a totally different level than I would probably say 99% of the world. Yes. And it's almost hard to discuss engines and things on, how, on engines with him because he starts using all these terminology that I don't even know what the fuck it means, you know. And uh, I just like when he tells dick and fart jokes for the most part because that guy's one of the funniest <laughs> motherfuckers out there. Yeah. But it's, it's just crazy how his brain works and how the understanding of something like that can really, you know, be you know what I mean? He's like our, the V-twin Elon Musk and shit.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? No, no. Just uh, sees things in a whole different perspective. Yeah. And, you know, like shit just flashes in front of him where, you know, everyone else is just left like deer in headlights. Yep, just, yep. Yeah.
0: He's been doing it for a minute, we'll say. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's been in this game for a long time, but it's still just that understanding is wild but
1: that, that's a, that's another guy too, uh, that came out of the dealerships. Yep. You yep. Know? There, yeah. There, there's he worked a, at Quaid. there's a lot of strong guys that, you know, I, it, it's kind of hard to really put it into words, but when you're doing it like 40, 50 hours a week at the dealership and you know, you're trying to hit their peak numbers, uh, you really like, you know, it, it puts you through the paces, you know? Oh, like, definitely. And you know, it's cool to see what he's built. You oh know? yeah. And, he's an amazing builder. Yeah
0: his uh, Road King that gold one is one of my favorite bikes out there oh, with the yeah. raked out inverted front mm-hmm. end I love that bike and then you know those bikes I mean a lot of people will look at those bikes and be like fuck that thing or whatever because you know we're all Dyna FXRs you know now new soft tail. all this performance bikes they call them you know but that thing's a beast man oh, it gets yeah. it and he'll oh. ride that fucker you know he'll mm-hmm. smoke motherfuckers on that bike
1: oh yeah dude every powertrain that comes out of his shop oh, is yeah. just oh it's nasty yeah
0: he tuned my um, my soft tail. And uh, man, it runs like a raped ape, man. Oh, I yeah. Like, I was just discussing today, I'm thinking about doing a, a 128 kit on it now. It's a 114 but I think we can do the 128 now. <laughs> just, just get another one. <laughs> oh, I want to, but you know, like I, I told i I oh, mean, I just got too much.
1: Yeah, I mean, think so nice. Yeah. So, but I'm a firm believer too. If like, if it's running good, like, and you get it to a certain level, just start on the next one. Right. You know? You know, instead, I, instead of like having like four or five different versions of the same, but yeah. like, just consider it like a painting, you no. know, get a fresh canvas. I
0: definitely agree. And I usually don't, like I've got to that point where I, like after it, my my Orange Dine I went through these stages you know mm-hmm. and fucking five builds in you know too much money now you know like with the soft hill it was a one and done kind of deal and and I agree with that you know as long as it's um, you're able to but that's the bike I ride the most yeah. and I'm just like one twenty eight, you know, just jugs and pistons. I just, you know, I already got everything else. It's like I just got swap jugs and pistons. It'll only be its third top end. <laughs> I, I mean, or do you probably
1: find yourself a a, a bagger like know, a twenty seventeen bagger? Know? Been,
0: I want. I, I, I'm to the point now where I'm like, eh, what can I do with a road glide or a road king? I yeah, like. Road I'm Kings. a fan of Road Kings. I'm a big fan of the Road Kings.
1: Uh, I'm a huge fan of that earlier Road Kings. Like, I like them all. Oh six and earlier. I
0: just found out well, there's a really clean, um, uh, Police Edition. Like, but what, what did he say it was? Was it a 2003 or a nine I don't even know what he said. But I just talked to somebody this morning. He's like, yeah, I just got out this Police Edition. I'm like, ooh, I want a Police Edition Road King. Yes. But I don't want to
1: pay any money for it. Twin cam one,
0: <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like the
1: twin cam motors. I'm
0: an M8. I love the M8. I, you know, it's just so easy. Yeah, it's so. I mean, we did. Mine was a 107, so we put Screaming Eagle jugs and pistons, just one 114 inch, you know, and a and and SNS cam, and you know all the little mm-hmm. components to go with that. And we're doing 120 horsepower and a 130 foot pounds of torque. It's just too easy to get the the numbers, you know, but the reliable numbers, not even like, you know, that's a big thing for me is like, as far as cams go, um, my people, I think a lot of people are uneducated about cams and they have a misconception. I'm like, well, what's the biggest cam my bike can take? Well, that's not how to go about it. As you know. Oh, yeah. I'm a mid range guy for life. Mm. You know, I want my camera to mm. pick up at 2,000, RPM and carry me through, you know, 4,500, five grand, maybe, hopefully, mm. you know, because that's where I ride
1: yep that, 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 that's where you're passing trucks that's where you're taking off yeah. from the line that's where you're shifting everything like, yeah that's yeah. your
0: normal riding range you know what i mean like how often do i get to six thousand rpm? rp i never i'm never fucking at six thousand rpm. i unless like i miss shift
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah no this, this, this is true and uh, i'm i'm a big fan of mid-range low lift cams yep. that have good duration yeah. and that are ultimately easy on the valve train. Exactly, because you know?
0: It, you know, when you start replacing those internal motor components, it's just finding the kink in the chain to blow it up, you know. Well, well that
1: and it's just like it, it, it doesn't matter how much power your motor puts out. No, no one wants to roll up to a stoplight with a loud clinky motor. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, so yeah. you know, you build yourself just a nice quiet, reliable motor yep. and that that's that's where the, the 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 most joy I find out of power trains yeah. is just you know, big time, quiet, reliable, smooth pulls, you know, all through your riding range. Like, that's oh man I want to go for a ride right now
0: right that's and that's a real motor right there though I mean like I've seen too many guys just putting these giant cams in their bike for for no reason because one we live in southern California we're in traffic Mm -hmm. you're never getting that you know usage yeah you know like okay cool you're gonna pull on me fucking you know 20 minutes after we leave the stop sign finally you know what I mean at (laughs) 2am yeah exactly like yeah mid range for life man Mm -hmm. like I put the in my um in my soft tie, I have the SNS 475 and it's such a fucking beautiful cam. Oh, yeah. And Rob was here the other day and I was talking about the 128 kit for a customer of ours. And um, cause they have the 550 cam with that one. And he's like, man, the, the 475 actually gets really good results with the 128 kit because the, the 550 doesn't pick up to like 3,500 RPMs. And then you're, you know, you have your 475, which mm-hmm. picks up way earlier. And again, in the riding range. Yep. And I'm like, oh, well if now all I gotta do is buy jugs and pistons. For my bike, that's what I'm like. That's where I'm getting on. Like, it's gonna be so easy to switch to a 128. <laughs> you almost got me talked into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, who knows? I probably won't, but you never know. Sometimes I get.
1: Yeah, I'll be here next week,
0: right? <laughs> I, I I need to do. You know, I, I tried. I put my dyno up for sale for a little bit, and it didn't sell, um, which is fine. I was just, it's just, sit it, I just put it up because it sits here. Yeah. I you know I loan it out to people from time to time, like visitors and whatnot, or you know, but um, I was just like, uh We'll put it up for sale and maybe you know build something else. I don't know. Um, so, but now if it it doesn't sell, nobody. I didn't really get any real good interest in it. Um, so I I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe we'll put a bigger motor in it. That's just mm. a 96 inch in that bike. You know, stock. It's got 43,000 miles on it. Motor's been bulletproof though. Never. That bike's never seen the side of the road. Oh wow. Yeah. And I, I you know I've done a lot of trips. It's been to Mexico a few times. Like it's ne- it's been other. I've let. Ruben from Biltwell Take it to Mexico Like yeah. It's never seen The side of the road hmm. And I've, I've You know I don't know what's You know Knock on some wood Because that thing I don't know why But it's just been a, It's got um, Original motor mounts From 07 hmm. Never yeah. changed them
1: Yeah no, that, You know that's...
0: And it just Doesn't have any kind of Vibration that I've never once in my life Got a speed wobble on it You know Like I I did that Same I rode a thousand miles Did the thousand miles In a day challenge On that bike And it, dude It's been just A fucking tank that's awesome but it's like now maybe it needs a bigger motor if I'm gonna keep it I can't leave it alone. I'm not gonna like put it in storage. No, that's
1: true. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Or or just do a high output 103. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep it mild. See, I
0: have a whole 103 top end that I go. scored. It's sitting up in the, up in the store those my storage shelves.
1: Just, just just go full board Do a Timpkin crank
0: conversion
1: yeah. and you but know. See, that's
0: the thing that the top end I have is black, and my motor's blonde. Well, yeah. So you're I gonna it, I have to cut Yeah, everything's you gonna know. have
1: to come out now. Yeah, but I mean, but that's your style.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Now, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's my style. No, well, it will be. Yeah, exactly. You're transitioning then, into it. By transition. the time you're done yeah. with the
1: <laughs> FX Arts style. Right. Now, now,
0: now I'm a full um, top level YouTube assembler. So oh, I got to pull everything Elite. out of the frame. Elite. <laughs> 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 but it's crazy, man. Like, I don't know. It's, it's awesome to see that your growth in the, you know, I, I think it's a short period of time that we've known each other. And it's definitely been a short period of time with you going on your own. I mean, we haven't even hit the one year mark, but man, you're fucking hustling and bustling, man. It's crazy. Thank you. I mean,
1: the, the thank you. Uh,
0: yeah, that's what it takes. It, and you know, you you gotta
1: you gotta want it. You gotta like not be afraid to nah. like want it. Like just fucking you just want it. Like, yeah, and, and that's all there is because there there's so many times where you know like. Oh yeah, I could you know like not do something or I could just sit around and but that that doesn't get you there you know no. you got you got to push yourself even when you feel broken and you yep. know even when times are hard like just push but, through it yeah and, those are the
0: times that you learn though yeah
1: yeah I mean there's been plenty
0: of times where I'm like cool I need to come up with a lot of money <laughs> and I need to come up with it real quick yeah you know like and and it, you know again knock on wood because it's always worked out you know and and it just it happens you know like.
1: Yeah, the first time I had to pay my quarterly taxes, uh, I forgot about that. I was, like, oh, Oops. Yeah. And I was like, I've
0: been forgetting about that for a long time. <laughs> I'm on a catch-up process right now. That's, but, you know, it, I hate that. Pro- I hate that as a startup business, we have to do that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for me, it's it's not necessarily like that. We don't have the money, but like to those taxes for us as a startup, like as a growing, you know, small business, that money right now can be used to create a new product, to do this, to do that, where we're going to create a bigger revenue stream coming in. So we should be exempt for three to five years.
1: No, I I agree with that because that's a that's something that like you know every quarter it's like oh that's just another chore you oh, know yeah. and I feel privileged to be able to pay it but at the oh. same token it's a you know just another another item on the but, plate.
0: Yeah, and with that money that you could have bought a new tool that you may mm-hmm. need or a new machine that you can do this with like that to help you make more money for the future for the long term. Exactly. You know, California, we love you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Always trying to fuck us. You know,
1: but, you know, if you can make it out here, then, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's, uh.
0: You're golden anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not New York. I'm sure New York is probably just as bad, but some of those big cities back here, I don't know.
1: I don't know if I'd want to, like, no. li- live, live back that way then. No, ever. Uh, Too cold. Yeah, the, I'm I'm from Arizona, so Are I, you? I love the desert. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I want to go. Area. That's
0: where I kind of want to go.
1: Yeah, no. I think
0: of in the next few years, we'll, we'll find ourselves getting out to Arizona. Yeah, no,
1: Arizona great. Like, uh, there's been many of times where I've wanted to move back, but you know, I've developed such a name on the you know like word of mouth that's like um, do and if I'm, yeah. i yeah i feel like obligated to the people here to yeah. provide the service so. california
0: man is it's a great it's it's a you know besides laws and weird shit here the weather is just what keeps me here oh yeah the one hour in any direction especially from like where i live in riverside like one hour and pick a fucking you know nautical direction or whatever the fuck they're called mm-hmm. and we're in a different climate yes you know and that's wild to me you know yeah. And there's really not many places that are like this. No, no. Although it costs a fucking arm and a leg to live here.
1: It it, it does, but man, uh, you know, a few years ago, I was over in Italy in the, when whenever they'd ask where I'm from, you know, the, I wouldn't say like Marietta or Temecula, I'd just say San Diego. And I can't even tell you how many people around the world wish they could visit San oh, yeah. Diego. So it's like, we, we do live in a, in a paradise. Definitely. And and it's uh, it, it's it's worth all the fees,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, it is well, I always say, so you know a lot of people know from a previous podcast I grew up in Asperia, which is you know Asperia, yeah. it's a little small, The high desert, yeah, it's like a it's like a I wish I was a city, but I'm not a city, really, you know, it's kind of like the wild west still, i mean I my kids live there, so I go up there all the time, and there's still dudes at the gas pump filling their a t c up and shit, you because know, <laughs> they rode it to the gas station, like you know, weird shit like that, so um but, and I moved from there paying $200 a month for renting a room, to Costa Mesa, $1,800 a month for like a 900 square foot apartment, you know? So like, I, I talk about like mm-hmm. one, a financial shock, and two, a culture shock of just everything, you know? And so for me, like, and, and this is, I didn't do this till I was like 30 something years old. So I mean, I grew up my whole entire life and part of my adult life in this city, you know what I mean? and so for me like i told said riverside to me like i, I might as well live in la it's like a huge giant city yeah. it's like a three hundred seventy-five thousand people here or something like where i'm from i don't even know if they hit a hundred thousand you know what i yeah. mean like but it's um it's it's wild to see and for me like my mindset was just like well now i need to hustle harder Yes. every time like I make a new step to like where you know maybe uh find my finance like well okay we moved from a, a 1600 square foot shop to a 2800 square foot shop now I need to hustle harder and it's like those movements in time these are these are these are stepping stones for your future like you know not to say that you're gonna make it through it but you know what I mean mm-hmm. I feel I, I recently I've been kind of like dissecting things talking to my son a lot about things and like and i've kind of noticed these weird things that we live in the weirdest time ever in like the history of the united states or of the world where we have tools like instagram and social media twitter all these these platforms to not be a uh, shop that's in marietta or temecula or wherever but we have this tool to be a business that's worldwide yes you know and so that's for me like is what i started using it as um and it's wild to see what these little things like have kind of like everything's kind of just put, you know, into place by work have made it happen. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And like, we've, you know, we've moved into the bigger shop. I get people that come visit us from all over the world. Like, you know, recently we had um, a guy come in here from Italy, he was, tra- he was coming out here to visit. He comes out, you know, bought a shit ton of parts. He owns a restaurant in Italy, right? We've be- got yeah. Instagram friends didn't really speak English very well. His daughter had to translate for him. And uh, you know, he's, he's messaging me on Instagram, like cause his bike was in the uh, the big MBE um, mm-hmm. expo out there and all this stuff. And we've had people coming from Japan, Brazil, like everywhere, all over the world. And they fly into LAX or something and they come visit us. And how, yeah. that's so weird.
1: Dude, <laughs> well, well, on that point, to switch gears a little bit, it's amazing how uh, when, when I was in Italy, I was at this Irish pub and I had such a language barrier with a lot of the people and uh but like I saw an FXR outside and I'm like, Oh shit and I just walk up to this dude who like you know had a vest on and I'm like, Is that your FXR? And he didn't understand half of what I was saying, but he understood FXR and then I showed him a picture of mine and all of a sudden we're like best friends. Oh yeah. You know, so it's just it's so rad how like worldwide motorcycles yep. like it doesn't matter like what you ride they like you have this commonality definitely you know definitely uh, and on two it, wheels and
0: in in other countries i think the harley itself is uh is harder to get there and like i know like australia i know a, lot of, like a, a good handful of dudes from australia and the licensing to be able to ride a harley in australia is super expensive there's like multi-tiers to it like it's hard to get and so, like, they don't have a bunch of, like, Harleys compared to, like, small little Yamaha things or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Because on that one, you just need this one-tier license, and you everybody can ride this, like, 75cc or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. You know, and it's not as expensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. The, Australia is pretty wild, just with all their vehicle regulations and yeah. how how like the the license plates need to be. It's a it's interesting when you go to like the dealer show and just see the international models, and you know, like why is the license plate like that? Well, that's for Australia only, and you're like, yeah. oh, it's okay. Like, yeah. they can't they can't move it. They are very very strict. It is
0: that is weird, yeah. especially because Australia was like founded from like um, a bunch of criminals. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, what a my, my really good friend of mine that I've known for years and years and years who actually used to be in this exact shop um, sold it and moved to Australia so he lives there now oh, wow. and he's always like come out and visit come out and visit. I talk to him all the time still and I'm just like I definitely want to come out and visit but man there's a lot of poisonous things in Australia uh, yeah I've seen but. pictures of spiders out there that are bigger than my dog. <laughs> like you fuck that man. Yeah, I'm not uh, about that life. Yeah,
1: no, uh, I wanna watch him from behind the glass at yeah, the zoo. <laughs> exactly.
0: I don't I mean he loves it out there. Um but yeah, I don't know. We I will definitely visit him at one point. Um but I don't know. I can't I'm not I'm not a spider guy, I don't like spiders. And just the amount of poisonous items in comparison to like here. I mean what do we yeah. got? Scorpions maybe? And mm-hmm. a black widow? Uh, Southern yeah. California, we're pretty, like, la- we don't have a lot of poisonous shit.
1: Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, wasn't there some virus coming in the sweeping sweeping the state recently? Like, uh, you know, gonna,
0: I think that's, like, political stuff. I, yeah. I try not to... If I get it, I get it, fucking whatever. You know, I, I don't know.
1: I, I live under a rock. I try not to the pay same. attention to I can't much. do that. I can't yeah. do
0: politics and stuff. I have my own views, um, and it's really just common sense views for the most part. Like, these fuckers are taking all of our money, but... uh I feel like if I ever get into politics, it'll just consume me so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like, I won't I'll, I'll, i i will will come out of it. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, I'm down the conspiracy theory hole. Oh, man. I, but, know, yeah. I know people that do that stuff, too, and it's but it's rough, man.
1: It gets endless. It gets it endless. It really
0: does, especially with all these kooks on the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, too much information. Too much. You know, trying, mean, trying to decipher through it all and, yeah. you know, to see and what's this or it that. People can be very convincing, too. So it's like hard to even know where the, to draw the line of who to believe and who not to believe. Yeah, you know, like I I, I know a few people that run down this conspiracy theory hole, pretty pretty decent, and um, I won't talk to them about it. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, it doesn't interest me. Yeah, like I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you about like these little things that this dumb kook on the on YouTube that has you know 10 million views for some stupid reason told you. Like, but there's, I don't, one, I I honestly just don't care. You know, two, I just, there's no, there's nothing for me there. I think it goes back to, you know, C fucking one. I don't fucking care. (laughs) You know, I mean, I know I'm like, oh, you should care. It's going to affect your life. I get it. You know, but.
1: It doesn't affect my revenue or my sales. Yeah.
0: And and, you know, it's going to affect my life regardless. Yeah. I have this weird theory, like, and I'll, I'll tell you this theory because it's really it, to me it never made sense. I, I don't vote, I don't do any of that stuff because I don't feel that like it matters. Okay, and and there's I'm sure there's a million people out there gonna be like you're an idiot. Okay, that's fine, but here is the exact reason why I don't. Are you ready? Let's see. It. A few years ago, I was living in Fullerton. I lived in uh, right out right behind the Food for Less on uh, Euclid and um, what is that Orange Thorpe, right? And that the night that you had to vote for the plastic bags. Okay, oh, remember the plastic bag vote? Yeah, I went to the Food for list the next morning They already had the 10 cent plastic bags The next day They already had them yeah. They knew that was going to happen yeah. They already had them The next day I had to pay 10 cents for a plastic bag And it was a different plastic bag They manufactured these fucking new plastic bags Preemptively Before the vote You know what I mean How been the, these these companies are going to be like I'm going to spend all this money on new plastic bags because we think it's going to pass fuck that shit. Yeah. They knew it was going to pass. They already knew this shit was already set in stone. I don't think my vote matters. Mm, yeah. No, that's uh, It's the dumbest shit in the world. I know. A plastic bag. Yeah. That's yeah. what made my decision. So I'm just like fuck this. I'm just going to live my life. If I vote or if, I, if I would have voted no on the plastic bags my one vote wouldn't have put it over you know they didn't say it won by one vote you know like it wouldn't have done anything for me so i'm just gonna keep doing my thing
1: yeah no i mean and and that's a i've kind of always like with as much troubles i've ever gotten in as a kid or you know just even what you can get away with with your parents like i've always learned that you know just try to work the best you can within whatever guidelines are you know out there and just, just hustle. Yep. You'll, you'll find a crack somewhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Like, laughs> somebody, said, somebody told me one time. Sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Just yeah. like when we were doing the bike nights here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dumb. That's but, a,
1: that's a true statement. You know, yeah, yeah. especially when I was working at uh, the dealerships. uh man, there, there'd be a lot of times where it's just I uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna do this or. I'm I'm guilty of it a lot, uh, just even at the shop currently. Like someone brings their bike in, and you know we we agree to this or that, and man, I just sometimes I just get carried away, or you know like I have something else off, and I know like oh I could just do this over there, and I, I don't know I don't even like I don't even ask I just you know they're like what the fuck it's like you know an extra thousand bucks so i'm like wait till you ride it and then they're like <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see another rad google review <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well that's good though yeah. wait it's an extra thousand bucks you'll see <laughs>
1: I, I had this one guy who uh, you know like he, he had some damage to his bike and so we were fixing it up new bars and risers and wanted fresh tires and a couple just a couple pieces powder coated yeah I ended up getting his wheels polished powder coating the whole front end this and that and you know that that, that was in, that was the scenario where it was like what do you mean it's an extra thousand bucks like can I see a picture of the bike I'm like no nah, not till you show up and then when he shows up he's just like it's much for an end block I'm like hell yeah it is he's like that's awesome and then just you know all of a sudden it's just yeah. you know the shock factor they're stoked and yeah. I don't know just you know whatever like if it if it doesn't work out then I'll figure it out like I even have this other bike where you know that it powertrain built had chrome covers talked him into powder coating it black when i got to the powder coater, i'm like oh, let's do these blue and like then i had to sell it on that guy and that was a that was a that was a tough one but the moment he saw the bike he's just like okay i'm cool with that like oh wow yeah the, you know that i so many times just like I don't know, I just take it, but I look at it as like art, you know? Like, oh yeah, definitely. Like, like I'm the artist, you're, you're coming to me. Like, I didn't find you, so yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, like I want to You
0: probably gotta have him sign a waiver at this point. Uh, no,
1: <laughs> I, I like the shock factor, <laughs> you know? Like, uh, I, I've, you know, knock on wood, but yeah. I have yet to have one person be like, oh, fuck that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like, let's just go overboard, you yep, know? like. Yep. And, and, and when your bike rides good looks good you feel good like fucking just swipe that credit card
0: yeah just roll it man <laughs> yeah. roll the dice fuck yeah, it.
1: you know like,
0: yeah I, I definitely feel like that that like you said that you it's like art i feel i'm on i i feel the same way like, there's levels to, the, to putting these bikes together. Every nut and bolt, like every little piece, like, I mean, you know, you can see on the bike that I'm doing now, and in, and for me to transition from one to the next, learning more and more. Every little piece has its home. You know, at first I was doing all black hardware, and then I did a, like, I was like, wait a minute, what if I do a polished hardware? And then I did one bolt, I'm like, oh no. And you know, again, mm-hmm. this is my wife's bike, and she likes all black stuff, you know. Um, she just, that's, you know, she's, dark person you know what i mean like she's she's a punk rock chick you know she's like, yeah. she always wears black you know blah, blah, blah you know and uh she's like i saw we were gonna do black cars. i was like, nope we're doing polish now yeah that's the end of that conversation mm-hmm. because it's the contrast that flows better now the polished hardware matches the silver leaf and the paint like blah 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 mm-hmm. you know i can tell you 15 reasons why it's polished because it has to be is the main reason oh yeah you know like it is weird when you and you start really looking at these things and having an eye for what matches and what, you know, flows and contrast again. And like, that's my biggest thing is contrast, you know, and it's it's uh, not everybody has that. Oh
1: yeah. Well, you
0: know, like people want to merge
1: stuff out or like, uh, I'm always thought, like, I want the bike to flow for all the way from the back to the that's front. Too. And every time you look at it, every angle you look at it, you see something a little different, yep, you exactly. know? Like, you know just to like keep keep the people guessing yeah you, know? you
0: know my my paint jobs have changed uh, over the couple last couple of years like um it's uh you know i i work with get to work with valley customs who's an amazing painter and he's done this he'll be right now we're doing the four corners bike that's the fourth bike he's painted for us um so i i'm very fortunate to be you know in that circle because i that guy's an Amazing artist, you know, and I don't give him too much direction ever. I always, he he, want, he likes to try to send me uh, progress photos. And like on, on this bike, I was happy to accept them, but when we did my soft tail, I'm like, I don't want to see a fucking single picture sent to my phone. I don't want to see anything on the internet. I don't want to see anything. Here's my idea. You do you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Here's the colors I'm thinking. Like, we picked some out in this book or whatever, you know? Here's what I'm thinking. All right, I'll see you when it's done. I don't want to see nothing. I don't not I'm not here to micromanage you. You're the artist. You know what I mean? I don't know how to paint. If I knew Mm -hmm. how to paint, I'd paint it my fucking self. You know, like you do this and you know, like you, here's, I'll tell you, I'll send them a picture of like the bike and all the components I'm using and my scheme that I'm doing. All right, I'll see you when it's done.
1: Yeah, not the, I hate sending progress pics. Like people want them all the time and you know, you do. And then there's like, well, why is it like this? Why is it like that? And it's like. You know when when you know you go to a doctor and they're got, got your guts out and they're operating on you. You don't want to see any of the progress no, pics. You just want to no. know it's like when it's all stitched up. Right? Like,
0: Seriously. You know,
1: and sometimes it's a little messy and it's not so glorious. Like yeah. you know when you're working on these things, but you know at the uh, I look at it a lot like, you know, going to get a tattoo. Like you just give the artist the idea yep. and then the, you want their interpretation. And, you know, it's hard enough for me, like when I'm sitting there getting tattooed to just see the different colors and the anticipation of what it's going to look yep. like. I'm just like, you know, just just Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah, well, exactly. You want some of this? No, just just do your thing. Yeah. Uh, however it turns out, you know. Yeah,
0: I I've, I've been around, like you know I've been getting tattooed for a very long time and I did tattoos for a long time and stuff. And so now I you know I work with my artist trip a lot. You know he's done a lot of my wife's tattoos and he's been working on my stuff again. And uh, I just kind of tell him, yeah, I'm thinking about doing something like this. Draw me something because like at, now I feel like this point where I'm at and like my mentality of it is I'm collecting your art. Mm-hmm. I'm collecting what you can draw. Like, what I want what you... You know me, for one. Like, that guy knows me. So he knows what I like and dislike. He knows what kind of style I'm... You know what I mean? And so uh, here's, like, a, a thought. Or, like, I'll be like, hey, I think I'm going to get my head done. Want to draw me something? And he'll just, you know, yeah. like, draw me something. Like, you know, like, that's what I want. I don't want to tell you what I want. I want you to... I want to do what you want, basically, because you're the artist, you know? And a lot of my tattoos are are basically like friends of mine or stuff that are are like, oh, let's tattoo, what do you wanna do? I don't know, what do you wanna do? Yeah. And in in my experience when I was tattooing for a while, if when people like that, that was the funnest tattoo to do. Because now you're just doing something fun. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not trying to do this stupid fairy dust and dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like and so it's it's definitely like that in the same kind of deal with motorcycles because some people think that everything goes together and this is going to be amazing. But the reality of it is no, these parts actually fucking contradict each other.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. I I love it. When someone just says, you know, that they just toss me the keys and they're like, I got 2,500 bucks to work with like, and then it's like, okay, well I'm going to go ride your bike for like 20 miles, get a feel for it. And then I'm figure out what I can do. Like, and, get you the best bang for your buck out of that you know and keep in and then they even get a better deal because like you said I'm. it's fun i'm happy to do it's like you know it's, it's not a chore i'm not there's no like oh man i don't like this component or for whatever reason or you know it's just like it, you just get to do you and then all of a sudden so much more comes yeah. out of it and you know it's 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 really quite amazing how well you can even tailor these motorcycles to suit the rider definitely i've always looked at the motorcycle just like a, a suit you know you just want it to fit the rider it doesn't oh, yeah. need to fit anyone else no it's theirs and you know that that was one thing that uh, buell motorcycles really you know played off well is. a uh, they really built their bikes from the rider down and uh, the, you know, for for those you may not know, I was a Buell fanatic. Yeah, like, well,
0: I, I was gonna actually wanted to get into that because I noticed on your sign on your window it says Buell Specialist.
1: Yes, yeah, let's uh, get
0: into that. What do you what do you you so you had Buells or you just mm, love them or what? The oh, studio. Yeah,
1: that so uh, for probably for a solid eight years, that's like all I wrote is Buell XBs and oh, wow. Buell Blast, and you know it's a, the first uh, eleven years working at the dealership as a tech like. You know, I I didn't I didn't own a Harley. You know, well I take that back. I did have a V Rod. Uh, it was a VRS CR.
0: Yeah. You know, I never the, rode one of those. I, the, I heard they're fast
1: as fuck though. It's like a two wheel Porsche. You know, yeah. especially that particular model had the inverted front end. It was the first Harley to have the Brembo calipers. So yeah. it, it was a, it was a really cool model. Uh, But from that bike, I transitioned into Buell Ulysses. And you know. That
0: went well with you since you came from like a sport bike Uh, scene. yeah. So that was, I mean, that is Harley's sport bike right there.
1: Well, that was the funny part for me is just like, I really enjoyed working on the Harleys because of like, the tasks that were involved you know doing the handlebars and like you you don't accessorize other bikes like you do harley yeah but i did not like i didn't care to ride them like i wanted something that I could perform and yep. you know i was young i was in my young young 20s like yeah you know i got i got into this industry working on the bikes like at the age of 20 so uh, i had no appreciation for you know like the the soul that the harley had yeah i just you know i was i was on the hustle for the paycheck this is what and, you do it's on like hey, my job yeah you know yep. but i like these other bikes over here but uh it was it i was it was able i was able to take that style of riding and transition it into the work i do to where you know these guys on these ultra classics never knew how good they could handle yeah. you know like just changing out some fork oil tightening the right things and you know it's just for me that's fun is take something that's a sloppy jalopy and make it you know tight and right and yeah now all of a sudden you got this dude who's you know going state to state on something that you worked on and then telling you about you know all the rad stories and you know the i got this one customer in particular i've been working on his bike for 15 years now wow
0: yeah like, same uh, bike or multiple bikes
1: uh so he still has the original one that oh, he wow. got you know in 2005 and that one was rad because uh that was one of those bikes where it was a, a pdi engine big bore cams and six speed transmission all like when the bike had two miles like you know so uh, he still owns that bike originally and then bought a second one but like but between those two bikes is almost like 200,000 miles like it's wow you know the 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 one he got in 05 that thing has like like 110 120,000 miles and Jeez. yeah dude that thing still runs strong
0: Damn.
1: yeah no so it's a that's been one of my favorite things about this industry is making friends like that and you know just uh he's followed me from every shop I've ever been at you know yeah. like so it's a, you know, but, but back to the Buells, uh, dude, yeah, I'm a Buell fanatic. I love the XB chassis. Do you still uh, have
0: any buels right now?
1: Uh, I have a Buell Blast. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, I'm really into the Buell Blast because, uh, What was the one that
0: only had like one
1: cylinder? That's the Buell Blast. That is the Buell Blast? Yeah. That's what you have? Mm-hmm. So, uh. Uh, I never would have, never would have had the love for them had I not worked on so many. So, down at San Diego Harley, they had a Rider's Edge program and, you know, people dump those bikes all the time, and you'd have to do like a transmission repair. They yeah, they yeah. bend the shift fork and, or yeah. something. So, but you got to split the cases. So it's like, you know, you and you could hammer out a transmission repair like start to finish in a day. But you know, you get, you get bored doing that. So why not like take the head apart, clean up the valves, and yep. make these things run real good? And before you know it, dude, like, you know, I just got got super in tune with them and. See that—that that is probably one of the best bikes to fuck around on. Really? Oh yeah, it's just like I never—I've
0: never ridden a Buell. I mean, I've seen a bunch of them, but I've never ridden one.
1: Yeah, no, the—I I would definitely say get yourself like a—if you were to ride one, the the Ulysses. It's a tall adventure bike type platform. Oh, i not about that. Yeah, dude, they're—they're, they're, oh, they're so ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah, that—that—that's probably one of my favorite no, bikes. they're
0: cheap now, aren't they? Oh yeah, you
1: can pick them up for dirt cheap. Fuel injected. We just want to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh but they're cool. But yeah, no, all throughout my career at the dealerships as a tech, uh, I was the go-to guy for Beals and V-rods and you know electrical issues and you know everything in between, so. Yeah,
0: well, it's funny to hear you say, uh, you know, a little bit ago that you were, you know, basically you came in this for the paycheck and stuff, and but now you're in it for the passion because it definitely shows, you know, I'm sure seeing from day one, like you said, I'm just here to work on these bikes, but I ride sport bikes kind of thing. And now you're, you know, you're so meticulous, you're one of the most meticulous people I've seen out there um, with what you do on these, on these bikes. I mean, so it definitely transitioned from paycheck to passion. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, the, the passion for the motor sports was uh-huh. there. But the, the the passion the, for the
0: Harley now is yeah, here though. You, you know, so
1: it's like it, it's cool, man. I get it. And yeah. and I'll I'll tell you, it was a, it was once I bought one to actually own. It was a '99 1200s, mm-hmm. and uh, I a bought. Good bike oh dude yeah that thing was great like in and, and, but it looked like an abortion when i got it you know it had like you know some some old handlebars on it windshield saddlebags Looked like weeds been growing all over it yeah and, yeah uh, i rode that thing home like just you know 40 miles from the dealer i was working at to the house and just I was I was like an in instant regret because I was like, what did I buy? Like, oh uh, yeah, oh you know, because you know I'm used to riding my Buell, it's super smooth, and uh, I literally like st- pulled an all nighter, staying up all night, handlebar, suspension, like completely redid that bike, took it out for a ride, and I was like, that's it, yeah. I'm hooked.
0: Yeah, it's the hard, that was the hard part for me because, I mean, like I, I've said, I started doing old choppers first, you know, so I had a few, a different one. My first Dyna was a Dyna Wide glide 1996. I went from my 69 Ironhead, sold it, and bought a Dyna Wide glide And I was just kind of looking for a bike that I could make look more like, kind of like a chopper, but had a newer motor that I could, you know, travel, basically, yeah. you know, and go to shows because, and then I went from that to a shovel head, and then my shovel, I went from my shovel head to my Dyna that I still have. And that like, and in my original idea for my dyno was to make it like a shovel head, but now I got a twin cam, right? You know, apes and, you know, just clean, you know, kind of lowered and stuff. And Tony from Land Speed's like, before you do that, ride my bike. And I did it and it was all over. This style, I mean, you know, everybody can say what they want with the Sons of Anarchy shit, and all that stuff, but it's the most um, rideable style. It's, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's comfortable. You know, like all of it, it's all there for the style of what we do with these bikes.
1: Well, it's funny you say that too, because what really piqued my interest, like you know, I was I'd been riding the bikes at the dealerships for years at this point. It's probably like I don't know. I want to say probably around sometime around twenty ten. uh Had this one Dyna that I was working on in the garage. It was a DX and. the the dude, you know, let let me do my thing. Because usually everyone wants to micromanage what you do. Finally, like this guy was just like, nah, do your thing, you know, and he he let me set that thing up to where it was so dialed, it was like the first bike that I had rode that was a Harley that actually reminded me of my Buell. And so I had had the interest for a few years, but it wasn't until I got that Sportster set up and I'm like, dude, I can ride this thing like it's a Buell, like, and then, then, then the, all of a sudden, it was just like it really went from you know like yeah. okay this is the, I always said motorcycles are a hobby with a benefit for me because yeah. you know I never wanted a real job yeah, I just yeah. wanted a real fun job. I think
0: that's where all the rejects come. <laughs> <laughs> all of us, like you know, the more people you talk to, the more people you figure out why they're doing this kind of work. It's all kind of like that same background, one way or another. Different stories, same deal. You know what I mean? Like, never really, I mean, for me, I never had much direction in life. Not that, you know, didn't have people trying to give me direction, but never really accepted it. You know what I mean? Never knew what I wanted to do. Had a job because I needed to make money, you know? And it wasn't until I started doing this that I really realized, okay, this is what I want to do. You know, and I'm just in my 30s. So, you know, it's that's a rough, like, time. you know, that's hard. I had kids. I got, you know you got bills you know this isn't fucking 18 fresh out of high school or 20 years old like yeah let's figure mm-hmm. this out now no this is like you better figure it the fuck out like because yeah. you gotta work man like there ain't no fucking there's no trust funds here you know
1: i know i i remember moving to california with just like just a couple hundred bucks to my yep. name just in like a loaded toolbox and you know here here, here i come yeah i hit the streets and Man, I, I tried to like even apply at other jobs, get like second, third jobs, whatever. While I started off as a tech, but man, no, nowhere wanted to hire me. So yeah, that's when the too green. Yeah, the the side hustle really just you know had to had to make it happen or put myself out there. And you know, the, the, luckily I ended up even becoming roommates with someone who already had something going on. And you know, he really like took me under his wing, and I still attribute him to this day. Same. Like you know for you know, giving me that opportunity and between him and I, we really flourished and, you know, then just time evolves and end up, you know, moving in different directions. But yeah, no, he, he kind of really like turned me on to, Overdrive of the side
0: hustle. Yeah, so you gotta learn that. Like that's like I, I I credit Tony for showing me. Like I always knew how to hustle. I've always had my little thing going down. You know, like little things that I've always done in my life to make extra money or whatever. You know, I've been. You know, I'm not again. I'm not stupid. So, you know, you mm-hmm. ain't. I ain't gonna make it on fucking this guy's forty hour week, fifty hour week paycheck. There's no way. Yeah. So you always gotta have something. But man, I I really learned the hustle. Uh, when I started working, you know, t- with Tony from Landspeed, and that's damn man, I still use all that shit today. And you know, just kind of like he says, sharpen it, sharpen it, sharpen mm-hmm. it. You know, and uh, it's weird because like th- this tr- this time in my life, this this last three years, I've been full time in this shit. Is the only time in my adult life that I haven't had a side hustle. Mm-hmm. I'm just full into this. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. is all I do. And and I've even tried. I got I got one little thing going on, but it really ain't doing nothing. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm sure if I did a push a little harder, it could make do do something. But it's like, I, I, this takes up so much of my time, and this to me is my my, my baby. Like it's my little, you know what I mean. And I don't want to take time away from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like I have to be there and coddle it all day, every day, mm-hmm. all the time.
1: No, that that's awesome. Because man, I felt like I was living such a dual life for so oh, long. Big time. You know, like big time. You know, do, doing the the you know by day like put on my outfit and go pretend to be this over there and then yep. by night like try to you know the, like chase that extra bread over yep. here and but keep up the communication between both and you know try, try to produce good results you know yeah. in, in all aspects and you know so for me I, I feel so fortunate to finally like condense and consolidate and just put all the energy into. Into this instead of like trying to, you know, do it for someone else over here and then try to chase some dreams over there. Yeah. Like,
0: and that had to be even harder though for you than like I would think for me because you weren't doing I me mean, for me. I worked at a sheet metal place. You know, I was a production manager at a fabrication shop, right? Completely different shit. And then I go home at night and I'm hustling hu- Harley parts. Yeah. You're hustling Harley parts and going home and hustling Harley parts. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you're doing t- the fucking same job at two different spots and how like i mean i would feel that that might burn me out at a point like
1: oh, dude yeah no the, like the, i don't even know how i'm not burned out other than the, the, i've always the just told myself and love, man yeah, it has to be
0: it's a hobby with benefits you uh, yeah. know because in mean, my life like i've had um i've had done a lot of different shit in my life a lot of it is fabrication stuff but um i i get burned out I find myself like I work hard work hard work hard and then I get to this point where I guess you're not seeing what you would want to see from all this hard work because you know I mean you're the worker not the you're not the owner mm-hmm. you're the worker you know what I mean you get it you, maybe you get a dollar raise a year or something you know what I mean and you're, you feel like you're doing 60-70 hours a week you know you're always on call like because when I work for somebody man like I'm I'm in it You know what I mean? Like, I'm still friends with people that I worked for for eight plus years, you know what I mean? And I I would, in the same way then, I mean, I was a shitbag then, you know, more so than I am now, always high or, you know, drunk or whatever, but it's like, I was always on call for anything. Like, if I'm on vacation, you know, and my phone rings, I'm answering and I'm gonna help, like, you know, because I'm part of this team, you know? And you never felt like you got that return, though, in the end. So, you know, going from doing that all day long you know what I mean? For me to go do that at a sheet, uh, at a fabrication shop and then go do this at night, you know, like in my own little office at my house. And I would sit in there till 10 to midnight, you know, and then wake up at four in the morning, and go back to work, you know, like, but it was like a, a, a vacation because it's something fucking different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I don't, I just, I couldn't even fathom doing Harley's all day and then Harley's all night like you did <laughs> Dude, that's yeah. wild
1: the yeah so, sometimes I felt like a walking zombie but you know that there there would be nights where like you know I can I can even remember this one bike in particular where I I rode it uh, home from San Diego Harley up to North County where I was living I put in like eight hours of work on it barely even slept a couple hours but you know just uh that, you know I'd, and then I'd go deliver it to him in the next morning and but all of a sudden he's paying me like the same amount that my two week paycheck was so it's like yeah. dude that that kept me more motivated than anything cause it's like oh shit I can make that happen like you know like and then yeah, no. And who cares if I'm tired at work? Yeah, right. You know, I just, I just banged it out at night. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> so, It's and, and it, it was it was a delicate dance. It and it was tough, but you know, it all like my favorite part was just being a tech and you know, like having that side hustle. Get you know getting something done and then calling in sick for a few days like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you can say that.
1: Yeah, you know like you know then because as a manager I couldn't call in sick you know yeah. when I was hustling the parts that was a tough one but as a tech there's usually like eight or ten guys or you know what you left behind you know like yeah. it's just a they're waiting for approval on a warranty job or something or you got everything done and your area's all clean and you miraculously don't show up the next day like, yeah yeah you know, Little, it's a, little bit more
0: leeway there for them yeah. being the manager yeah.
1: Well, yeah if you put up good results you can get away with a little more you yeah know. exactly it t- tends to happen that way in business definitely
0: yeah. definitely yeah it, it's uh that's a different type of business than i was used to yeah <laughs> you know there was no man i am not a person like i'm a, i'm no matter how much i hate the job like you know i've had jobs where i've just fucking dreaded being there uh, i'm there early yeah. stay late like I'm that person just because I don't know I, I, I mean that's what it takes oh, I don't yeah. know I don't know why sometimes you're like why the fuck am I working so hard for this guy but that's just who I am you know mm-hmm. no and, and that's what you got to be too like
1: if you're working for someone to give it your all yeah. give it your all because you never know when that next customer is going to come in that's going to give you your break because they saw you giving it yeah. your all you know and like when i when i you know i talk a lot of shit right now about like you know fucking off but when when i was working for someone there was a reason why i got you know like whatever leeway i got or produce whatever numbers i did because i was giving it my all you know like makes a huge difference yeah you know like I, i would literally hustle as hard as i could from the moment i clocked in to the moment i Clocked out. Yeah. You know, like.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I mean, even my step was di- is different at work. Like, I, I, I'm a natural slow walker. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't walk too fast. I just kind of walk just fast enough. But when I'm at work, when I work, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm on that power step all fucking day long because that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, these motherfuckers are paying me. You yeah. know, one way or another. May not be enough. Well, but is it ever really enough?
1: Yeah, no. You know, and 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 even then, like the more you get, the more you want, which is oh, yeah. a t- tough balance, too. Because That's
0: like keeping up with the Joneses, shit out here. Yeah, especially been, California.
1: Oh yeah. Well. And shit. Whenever I look for green and grass, I water my own garden. Yeah, know? Yep. Like, and and that that's the thing. Sometimes you gotta remind yourself, you know, like you know, d- dust off what you have and remind yourself that yep. like I got I got it pretty good. Well, that's why. Know? That's
0: also the, my point about the 128 kit on my bike. I already have. <laughs> 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 Sold. <laughs> no, it's a, it, that's a big deal to you. I think people don't realize, and, and I'm definitely guilty of it, man. You know. Um, and this goes along with social media you see so much and you see people that uh, maybe been doing it not as much not as long as you or or a little bit longer than you or only or the same amount of time as you and they're at a different level than you are and you're like, man, I feel like I've been working so hard and' I'm, I'm not there I'm not where I want to be you know and and, I, and I, I get super guilty of that sometimes like um, bad self reflection mm-hmm. um, and then I, I, you know give me a day or something I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, but like a, a year ago we were in a the shop half this size and you wouldn't be able to tell by the way we got this place filled up and this place is already filling up I'm like wait no, no I think we're doing just fine
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah no, I mean I, I, I'm guilty of waking up on the wrong side of the bed losing yep. perspective yeah and, it's easy you know just you know like you, you, it's really easy to forget about how how, how well, well you have it versus how well some people don't yep. have it or you know the, like you said Instagram's like a highlight reel you yep. see like the good stuff or yeah I, that's why I even like on my stories posting all the dirty gritty like work of just what it takes you know yeah. to like scrub these parts clean and scrub you know. these
0: toilets and shit exactly yeah. you know
1: but th- that's it you know like if if you want to get anywhere in life scrub your toilets you oh know? yeah you c- keep where you shit clean because yeah. uh that's how you're gonna get never, somewhere.
0: Never be too proud to sw- uh, push a broom. No, no, yeah. you know, that, Big
1: time. That, that's a that's where the hustler mentality starts. You know, like yep. I like listening to a lot of rap music and you me know, too. like you know, when they're talking about being out on the corner of the block, it's because they're hustling. They're yep. trying to get it. You know, and uh, I, I can remember like I was suspended in middle school for selling candy. Yeah, like yep. you know, like my dad put me to work early. I started buying candy. We didn't have vending machines. All of a sudden, rich hustling kid blow pops and shit. Yeah. You you know, yeah, I remember you, that game. Before you know it, it, it turns into going to Mexico and buying some pills know, and you know, like <laughs> fucking selling those. Yeah, yeah, but like just always on the hustle, and uh, it was so rad. At least for me to be able to trade in my scale for my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Because now I just hustle my knowledge. Yeah. That's a pretty reward feeling. Just and you ain't going to go to
0: jail for that one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it's, a, it's different, man. I mean, I, we, I think we all kind of have that same background. We, I mean, I grew up working. That's all I ever learned as a kid is, is work ethic. You know what I mean, and, and I'm not saying every day it's the best, but some, you know, but it's definitely you know, my one thing I have. All I know how to do is work. Yeah. You know, I've been to, I've gone to college and shit. You know, I didn't finish, but I gone, I almost finished Um, You know, I know how to do computer stuff and like all this. I, I'm, man, I one time I drove big rig water trucks on a fucking construction site up north for you know months at a time. You know what I mean? Like I've done so much weird shit in my life, like to make money, but it's like I just know how to work, man. I'm always gonna work. Mm-hmm. like i always think like if i won the lottery what would i do you know you know it's always people's thought yeah. you know i'd still work i'd Fuck still yeah. do this yeah. i love this i would just do this on a bigger scale yeah you know I mean, maybe i have a bigger shop i, I want to shop one day where i can have a golf cart and ride the golf cart in the shop to like have to go to the other spot of the shop
1: <laughs> or, or, or or just a better yeah buy your whole buy your own industrial park and just yeah. just like make it an all-star one you you know, know, just yeah, yeah. Like, just all
0: the businesses in that one place geez. yeah that'd be sick yeah but, uh, that's that's you know I, I don't know i just i think when you finally find something that you love to do and you're able to make money and support yourself doing it it puts a whole different perspective on life itself oh, and yeah. for me like i mean my brain has changed so much from doing what we do on a daily basis even the way i think about things and you know all of it like I feel like I'm always doing now. I'm like trying to push my son to do stuff with, you know, he likes to play video games. I'm like, well, you better be streaming that shit then because these motherfuckers are making money doing that. Dude, for real. If I was playing video games, I'd be streaming that shit too. So I don't know why you're not. Now he's streaming, you know, we're trying to get that moving for him. But it's just those little things. It's like, you know, I, I, I guess, and I think we're all like that way also. I like to make money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we, all weren't running around in the streets fucking selling weed and not make money. Exactly. Yeah, know. Like, exactly. So you know, it's a, uh, it's that kind of it's mentality. Like I like to make money too. So that's <sighs> and now I'm, I'm fortunate and, and you know not from luck or anything, only fortunate from hard work such mm-hmm. as yourself, to be able to make money doing something we love to do.
1: Yeah, this ain't luck. No, not, that's for not sure. At all. You know, yeah, it's I,
0: fucking not man
1: if there's anyone out there listening anything is possible anything but, but it ain't luck it ain't luck it's <laughs> fucking
0: hard work and fucking you know grinding shit the fuck out you know yeah i don't, mean
1: don't be afraid to stay up late either because no. that, 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 that's what that's what it takes yeah you know the, i like
0: to, I'm, I'm in that kick where i like to wake up earlier now yes you know like uh i don't stay i mean there's times where i'm up late doing stupid shit you know to making shit happen but i like to wake up early I don't set an alarm I just wake up when I'm ready to wake up but it's always between six and 7 Which we're just not mm-hmm. that early for most people some people are up at four in the morning and shit but I, I did so years of four or five in the morning I'm mm-hmm. like six and seven is my spot yeah you yeah. know and that's where I get up we're here you know I'm here by eight nine o'clock and, and you know we get we're here every fucking day
1: but it, 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 it is pretty rad too because I, I can say it through this whole self-employment thing like I've been able to invest so much more in myself where where I like I wake up when I need to go to yep. bed when my my body tells me to. Uh, I focus on you know eating clean throughout the week. Uh, you know, so it's a it's kind of it's kind of crazy how 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 much stress weight I dumped and how much more life I'm gaining since I have yeah. made this transition. And you're probably
0: working twice as much. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, my dogs are found. I saw a fucking cat or something out the window. <laughs> But, but I think it's probably time to wrap this up. We did a an hour and 40 minutes already. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's w- quick, man. Went by smooth. It does. It does sometimes.
1: Real smooth. I
0: definitely appreciate making the trek out here, taking some time away from your shop to come out and bullshit. We're definitely going to do this a di- again. Uh, would I would like to get an update again here in the next few months. Oh
1: yeah. No, I appreciate all the... All the advice, all the support, just, you know, it's a privilege to have crossed paths with you and, uh, you know, develop this friendship. Yeah. Rising tide floats all boats, man. That's right. Yeah. All right. right,
0: Let's get after we talk. We probably actually need to start working for the day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. All right.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Performance. Bare Knuckle Performance is proud to announce the release of their Pat Pending Modular Riser System, utilizing a unique dovetail feature. Their new Flex Risers allow the user the choice between straight or pullback configuration, as well as innumerable of choices of riser height and pullback dimensions. Height options between four inch and thirteen inch will be available. Other options include various pullback measurements, one inch or one and one8 inch bar diameter one-piece or two-piece bar clamps, ram-mount ball inclusion, and mounting kits for dual-gauge pod. All risers come with beautiful black anodized ARP fasteners. These are live on their site right now. Price is starting at $600. Right now, save $50 and get free shipping. For more info, hit the site, bareknuckleperformance.com.